Hello, Pastor Deborah here. Welcome, welcome to another wonderful video of a wonderful letter for you, little one. Welcome, everybody, to the garden. Yes, I see you. I see you. Come on in. Come on in. Have a seat. Living creatures, living creatures, help them out. If they need paper, pencil, whatever they need, sit beside them. Look in their eyes and say, you love them. Yeah, welcome everybody to the Garden of Eden, spiritually. Now, you know, Pastor Deborah, I think, not sure, maybe it's the first time we've ever met spiritually. But let me tell you, I'm in my living room, and I'm recording this through Zoom Pro with a wonderful motion video by Pixabay. And we're here to learn. For me to teach you as a mama, I'm a spiritual mother to you little ones. That's right. To your forever person. And we're beginning another part of a wonderful letter that was given to me years and years ago. And it's entitled, My Dear Spiritual Child Letter from Me, Agape Love Himself. This was written to you. Inspired to me, probably back in 2000, maybe. Not quite sure. And I was to write it down. And I mailed this letter out to many, many people. A lot of them are gone on to heaven. Mm -hmm. Now I'm instructed and guided to make videos for you. So long after Pastor Deborah's earthly gone... The video will be here on YouTube. It'll travel out through the galaxies to the faraway stars and planets. Still teaching the word of God to help you. Mm -hmm. Because I have been instructed, commanded to go into all the world and to speak and teach. To all creatures, these words of spirit and life. Yeah. So welcome to this teaching video from Agape Love. Love is here's global teaching ministry with me, Pastor Deborah. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. There's a lot of videos to watch on this YouTube channel called The Hidden Kingdoms. And then you can go to its other channel for children of all ages. More videos there. That's right. Two channels, one ministry, global outreach. Pastor Deborah's come a long way from being a licensed clinical mental health counselor, helping people the way of the world. Mm-hmm. I had to learn how to help you, you, the forever person. I had to learn about spiritual things that you could not see. And that's what this video is going to help us, to see out into the vastness of a wonderful topic that you will learn about. Mm -hmm. You'll have an understanding about in the natural, and you'll hear about it. Mm -hmm. 
So let's get started first with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you the best we know how today in ignorance. Father, help us through your Holy Spirit, your teacher, to become illuminated with your knowledge, your truth, your light, with knowledge that we don't know anything about yet. We know it's not secret. It's just hidden from us until we can begin to see with our spiritual eyes. And you've lifted the veil off of our eyes. And you have helped our ears now to hear your words of spirit and life. Father, help us to become knowledgeable through discipleship, being a student, a learner, a seeker, an archaeologist. Help us to look back into the deep darkness where we've never looked before. Help us to become scientists that look back spiritually now, back billions and billions of years, back where we'll find you. Help us, Father, to continue to hear your heart of love for us from this letter that you wrote. Thank you, Father, for more of how to become, to be, and to develop ourselves as a new spiritual creation, your child, a child of the light, a child of all possibilities, where there is nothing impossible for us to do with you, through you, by you, and for you as your child. We thank you, Father, for being here today in the garden with us, teaching our spirit, our forever person that's in us, more about ourselves, about you, about the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of darkness and all of our enemies and adversaries. Thank you, Father, for being here. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, this is going to be part number 52. We're starting a new little portion of the letter called spiritual discipleship. When you become a new creature, a new child, of light, birthed out of your soul, birthed through the believing in Christ Jesus as your Savior, as a divine king of the kingdom of heaven, and you see yourself in him, raised up out of the grave, the old you that was icky, it is icky if you're not born again yet, died. And something new came out of the tomb, just like Christ Jesus did. So you go study that story. Yeah. After he came out of the tomb, he could pop into rooms. He could show up anywhere, take different forms, disguises. He could look like us. He could just kind of come and go. He was different now than he was in his earthly form. And you now as a newborn again, being creature, child of the light, you can go out into the galaxies. Yeah. Out beyond where you ever thought you could ever go. So one of the things that must happen after you get born again, remember that story we just did? You must become a spiritual student, a disciple of the heavenly father's 
knowledge, his words of spirit and life. And there's a lot to learn, and that's what this part, this is number one of spiritual discipleship. So you'll have an understanding of what you must do now as a new creature in Christ and how it will help you to develop and grow the very mind of Christ in your spirit, in your soul, and you'll be a new creature, even thinking differently. You'll be more in control of your soul, your emotions. Mm -hmm. Your conscience will be unseared. Be very tender. If you say something or have a thought or your eyes look at something you shouldn't, you'll be more aware and be able to look at others, but judge them righteously, spiritually. So let's begin with spiritual discipleship. Discipleship is transferring spiritual knowledge from a teacher, Pastor Deborah, to you. I got it because it was transferred from the Holy Spirit to me. And as I'm talking to you, the Holy Spirit will help you to hear it, to see it, understand it in your spirit. Teachers are have learned things. And are transferring to the students, the disciples, the information that they have learned and believed in and have maybe experienced and practiced themselves. So we are a transferring agent that will help you to transform yourself. Mm -hmm. So let's get into spiritual knowledge. Spiritual knowledge is words of spirit for your spirit. They're words of life and light, knowledge, truth, wisdom. They are different than the earthly world, but we see it when we go to school in kindergarten, elementary, middle, high school. There's different levels of knowledge. We as children can learn and Basic things. It takes time for our biological brain to learn. We have to repeat a lot. Have visual help. Our ears must hear. Our eyes must see. Our hands must write. We must read. A teacher can show us back on the blackboard. We may go up to the blackboard or the whiteboard now. Or if you do a lot on Zoom or virtual school, you do a lot on your computer. It's a total body experience of spirit, soul, physical body learning, earthly knowledge. Now, your spirit is a strange creature. It doesn't eat earthly food. It doesn't watch television. doesn't go to ball games. doesn't go out to earthly restaurants. But it does read. It hears, it has ears, it talks, it has a mouth, has a mind, it thinks, it feels. In fact, if you look at your outward physical body, it gives you an example of your spiritual body. Everything your soul does, it thinks, it feels, it listens, it ponders, it has deep emotions, it has memories. 
It can solve problems. It can be a searcher, an archaeologist, looking, digging. It can learn new things. It can apply them through wisdom. Now, that is an example of your spirit. Your spirit has all those same qualities because your soul was to be the spirit's helpmate. The spirit does not have contact with the earthly world. It lives in the realm of the spirit. And to help you, the spirit man, the forever person, express himself, express its knowledge and wisdom that it has learned spiritually, it must come through the soul and through a biological body. Mm -hmm. That was always the pattern. Now, there are some creatures, we'll call them, beings, who are pure spiritual. They do not have an earthly dirt body of their own. So they have to come inside of you or an animal or a tree in order to sort of rule and reign their spiritual world out. Mm -hmm. The law was that the spirit being, the forever person, was to be attached, covered with dirt from the earth. They were the legal, rightful rulers, shepherds, kings of this earth, both spiritually and in the natural. But you had to have a dirt body. And then you were supposed to have the Holy Spirit living inside of your spirit. The Holy Spirit would teach your spirit words, knowledge, light, truth, wisdom, give you powers, gifts to your spirit. And your spirit would be in a relationship to your soul. Your soul would be the spirit's helpmate. And the soul then would express what the spirit released to it out through words, feelings, thoughts, ideas, and out through the physical body. So all three parts of us, our physical body, our soul, and our spirit would all be of one kingdom, one system with the highest ruler, the spirit. Even it had to be submitted to the Holy Spirit, the high teacher of the spiritual realm of the kingdom of heaven. So there was a pattern there. For us, even now, as new creatures in Christ, babies, Mm -hmm. we needed a mama to feed us, comfort us, nurture us, guide us, help our little earthly brains develop if we got the right food. So here in this video about spiritual knowledge, being a spiritual disciple as a new creature in Christ, we need to learn a few things that will help you in this new life. A life in Christ, a life that needs to develop the mind of Christ. Christ means the anointed king. We need to develop the word of God in you. It needs to be planted and rooted and producing fruit in your spirit to your soul, out through your physical body, maybe in your 
prayer time that you never open your mouth, but it's coming from your soul. But your soul is not the rightful prayer person to be speaking to the spirit called God, the Most High. He's a God who is a spirit. He is looking for your spirit, your forever person, to worship him in spirit. And in truth, you need knowledge of him. You need some spiritual knowledge. So he has sent to you in this letter how to be get, how to get his spiritual knowledge by being a spiritual disciple, a student. Mm-hmm. So Pastor Deborah's just going to help you to understand. Okay, let's go to a scripture called Hosea. Four six, Hosea was a prophet. He was asked by God to do many things that seemed weird. He was asked to even go marry a prostitute, a woman of ill repute named Gomer. He wanted to show us his love for us, even in our ill repute situation and circumstances, who we are. Before we even got born again. So Hosea was praying, talking to God, and God was talking back to him. And here's what God said to Hosea. Hosea 4, 6, the Old Testament, verse 6. My spiritual people, says the heavenly father, agape love, are spiritually destroyed. He looks at his people as all of humanity in every generation. And then he calls those who believe in him and have knowledge of him, his spiritual family. But he also calls his family, his spiritual people. My spiritual people, says the heavenly father, are spiritually destroyed for lack, wanting, of and not receiving of my spiritual knowledge, my truth, my counsel, my wisdom, my judgments. So you can be a believer, born again, a baby. And maybe you go to a church and there's a pastor, a teacher, but his words seem dead. You don't see what he's talking about. Maybe they live a different life. And all they want is your money. And they want to control your time and what you do. And they never really teach a personal father relationship to you. Maybe they yell. Maybe all they do is say religious words that have no power. Maybe they pray for you and nothing happens. Or maybe you read a book. And you're just getting denominational doctrine. Many pastors, that's all they can preach and teach is denominational doctrines. Mm -hmm. And that's all. And they're limited because they want to be in that denomination and be ordained by them, receive pay and get their retirement. So you will suffer. Many of them are loud. They're not like mama's. And most of them, if they are a sort of female, they're loud. 
Mamas aren't supposed to be loud when they're teaching you love, discipling you. Kindergarten teachers are loving, kind, and sweet. In first grade and second grade and third grade. Now, they need you to be a student and not running around the room or doing spitballs or yelling and cursing and standing up. They need you to sit in your desk. Be attentive. And some people, due to their appetites, their their jittery, their fears, they can't do that. They need help. So he is saying to you, even as a born-again child, you are his spiritual people. But you can be destroyed for having lack and not receiving his spiritual knowledge, truth, counsel, wisdom, and judgment. Well, why would he do that, you ask? How could you be destroyed if you don't learn or grow or you don't have proper teachers? So God went on to Hosea and says, because you, yeah, you, his people, have spiritually rejected, forgotten my spiritual knowledge, my truths, my laws, my counsel." my judgments and therefore I the Lord will spiritually also reject you and forget you how could he do that to his child if you become born again you're a new spiritual being you need spiritual food I've had experiences in churches where I thought the pastor did good And I'd go out to my car and God would say, you didn't get spiritually fed today. I went to get fed, nourished, taught. Didn't happen. But I thought I did. But God is the ultimate judge on whether what the pastor, the teacher, the preacher is speaking to you is truth or knowledge. And he says, you're lacking. So there are many teachers that should not be teaching. Many people who love the Lord should not be on YouTube. They try to dress a certain way to sort of fit into this generation. And they get in trouble. Some are having to be removed as the founders of churches because they had did not conduct themselves correctly in the pulpit. Why would he reject you? How does that happen? It happens this way. When you pray, are you praying with your soul? Are you praying with your physical body? Like bowing, getting on your knees? Or are you praying with your spirit? Well, how would you know? If you pray with your soul, he will reject your prayers. You won't even hear them. If you pray denominational prayers, speak in strange tongues sometimes out of your soul, not your spirit. He ain't listening to anything your soul says. Because he's a spirit. He's looking for your spirit. We learned that from this Christ Jesus and a young woman at a well. He says, I know you've been going to a mountain 
way up high to worship God. And yes, I know some of the people are going into this temple, this building in Jerusalem to worship God. Neither one of those are correct. You cannot find God there. You cannot worship him the way he wants. Because it's not about where you go up on a high mountain or in a building. It's not that. That's physical. That's soulish. That's religion. He says, this God you're trying to worship is a spirit. And he is seeking and searching for your spirit to worship him in spirit. Spirit to spirit. And he is wanting your spirit to worship him with knowledge and truth. It's all about the spirit. So he is saying, when you do soulish things, physical type of things, that he will reject that. Because that's not what he's looking for. He's looking for your spirit to be spiritually filled with his knowledge and truth about himself. And then for your spirit to be worshiping him. I also had to learn that, what that looked like. From the multi-generational Satanist. They live double lives. Their physical body might be in a meeting. Might be sleeping at home. But their spirit is gone. To a satanic meeting. And they will go inside another human spirit. Because Satan is looking. For the attendance at a meeting. Of the spirit. Just the same thing as God. It is the spirit. That is the object of both of them. So here this God is going on. Of the Bible. To Hosea. Say I will have to reject you. Forget about you. Because your soul is talking to me. Your spirit has no knowledge of me. And he goes on and says. Oh spirit man. Spirit. The forever person. And also in that rejection, he says. And I am forgetting you. Because your spirit is not doing the work. You shall spiritually be no spiritual priest to me on behalf of. Not a spiritual minister of my spiritual reconciliation between me and all of humanity so he will reject these pastors and preachers who are all soulish religious denominational none of their work is spirit because only when the spirit of god anoints the words and is in the presence moving through the pastor as he does with Pastor Deborah, the spirit work take place. No other time. To you and being, we hear it, dead, dry churches, dead, dry religion. Some pastors, all they do is yell and scream. Why do they do that? I, I, I don't understand that. They're trying to show some kind of power, I guess. That they got the anointing. That's just soulish stuff. Mm -hmm. Satan isn't impressed with it. 
our spirits, they just not getting anything. So you won't even be a spiritual priest. That means when you pray or petition God, he does not hear you. You are not anointed for that. He's in no relationship with you spiritually. Because that's your soul. And I had to learn our soul watches television. Our soul eats earthly food. But not our spirit. Different realm. So we're learning that spiritual knowledge is we have to become more a spiritual being. And understand that realm of the spirit. Understand God as a spirit. So many of prayers never get answered because it's only the soul asking because the soul's emotions or needs or wants because of the physical body. The spirit's not praying at all. The spirit has no knowledge of what the spiritual desires of this God is. So he says, I'll have to reject your prayers. I won't listen to them. I cannot listen to flesh. I'm looking for your spirit. So. Hosea is told some more. He says, I will reject the people. I will not hear your prayers for others or yourself, nor will you be spiritually anointed to set the spiritual captives free of their sins and bondage to the fear of death or of their darkness and ignorance. So when you're not a spiritual disciple, Getting spiritual knowledge. You can't even help other people. The Lord's way. I couldn't. I was in mental health counseling. That's not in the spirit. That way of learning and doing. and That's not spiritual work. I didn't know that. I just wanted to help you. And I went the distance with that. Got licensed. Had private practice. Worked in hospitals. I never really was comfortable in it because God was always, he never let me be comfortable in it. He even took it away from me. I became unemployed, no identity, got a master's degree, licensed by the state. Now I have nothing. And sometimes we have to get there. And I got depressed. I didn't know what to do. And sometimes God has to do that. Before you're ready to meet him spiritually. To see that the way that he's called you to help people is not the way of the world. Mental health is the way of the world. The way of the biological body. Is it important? Yes. Is helping the soul with its issues and feelings. and con- Is that important? Yes. But I wasn't to help people that way. But I used it, and God has not wasted any of that knowledge when I talked to people and helped. That's right. But I had to learn the spiritual way, the Lord's way of helping people. And learning and gaining spiritual knowledge as a spiritual disciple, I had to become a student of my myself. I had to learn, study. I used to read six or seven books at one time, watched videos, movies, went to church, prayed, read the Bible over and over, looked up words in dictionaries, asked questions, 
I became a student. I was moving fast because I knew God was in a hurry to help you. Took me a long time to get to these videos because they weren't around when I got started. It was all person to person in it. I went to the jail to help you. Drug treatment programs, rehabilitation hospitals, church ministry programs, prayer teams, deliverance team in a church. I brought you into my home to help you. Mm -hmm. Did a lot. Paid your way to go to college. Bought you cars. Bought you clothes and food. Paid your rent. But none of that helped. Until I really started becoming a spiritual disciple. And gaining spiritual knowledge. So you might ask, why would God do this? And even Hosea did. He said, why, sir, would you do this? And the Lord God of Hosea of the Old Testament of the Holy Bible said, I do this because spiritually seeing and perceiving and understanding that you, humanity, have spiritually forgotten, turned away, rejected my spiritual law of me, your God. The royal divine law of agape love towards me and your neighbor. What would that look like that he was saying? You make it a law in your land that it's legal to abort, kill, murder innocent babies in the womb. I'm a God of life. And only I have the right to decide about that. You don't love your neighbors. You don't love your children. You abuse them, neglect them, abandon them, sell them in, sell them for money and property. Oh, you want the sexual pleasure. Maybe you want the money from the government for babies. But you don't love the babies. You're not a teacher. You never learned anything yourself. You just work. You want things more than children. You don't love your neighbor. You'll invade another country. You'll steal from people. You'll lie to us. When you lie and deceive people, even as a politician, that is not loving your neighbor. That's loving yourself. Mm -hmm. When you sell your children You human traffic them for your purposes. That is not loving your neighbor. When you steal from a company, when all you want is pleasure, that's not loving your neighbor. It's all about you and you alone. And he says that is what you've done, even as a born-again child of God in your infancy, If you ever notice, babies in the natural are very selfish. They have to eat, and they want to be taken care of. It's all about them, them, them. Play with me, play with me. I want to be the center of attention. And we have to do that for a little while to help them grow, but we have to teach them correctly to learn to be patient, put others first, not be so demanding, 
It takes a strong mama to do that. So that when they become an adult, they're able to love their neighbor and put their things on the back burner, so to speak. So let's go on to one more part of this scripture. He says, because you have left and rejected, abandoned the spiritual law of me, agape love, the royal divine law towards me and your neighbors. If you serve anything else besides him, your political party, your flag, your government, your company, greed, money, old past memories, you have now rejected him. You've left him. And he says, therefore, I, the Lord, will spiritually also forget and reject, turn away from you and your spiritual children as priest unto me on behalf of others. And they will not be a minister of reconciliation between me and humanity. We affect our children, what we do and we think. And he is saying, fathers, you better pay attention. See, I could turn you by how I teach, how I live my private life. I could turn you and have you rejected. I have always learned that I am always under watchful eyes. God is always watching me spiritually. And in the realm of the spirit, I got spirits, both good and bad, always keeping an eye on me. They're looking to see how bright my light is in my spirit. They're looking to see what my spirit does, what it says, where it goes. They're also listening to my soul, what I watch on TV, what I eat, what I buy at Walmart. There's eyes on Pastor Deborah everywhere. And they will be on you also. And in order for me to be able to pray and God to hear me, I have to learn about him so I know what he once prayed. I have to understand his work is spiritual. And people have misinterpreted his work, his Bible, his words. Because they are just still flesh creatures. Even if they believe in him. They read the Bible from the flesh. From the eyes of the natural. Not the spiritual. They've always said about Pastor Deborah. I'm too heavenly minded. This. To be any earthly good. Because they are not spiritual. But some of them are. But they don't want you to know that. Because they serve Satan. The spiritual adversary. Of a copy love. So we learn right here in Hosea, verse 6, in Hosea 4, 6, that God is requiring of us as his children to learn about him. We have a lot to learn. And if we reject that, then he's going to reject us as priests and ministers to be working with him here on earth to help other people find him. He won't hear our prayers, our petitions. He just doesn't listen. I've been in that situation before when even a pastor would say, God didn't tell me to do this, but I think it's a good idea. 
And then I prayed because I didn't follow him. And God said, I don't listen to that. That's soulish flesh. I didn't ordain it because my son taught you that we were to only do what we see the father doing. Well, what does the father do? You read the word. Mm -hmm. You get in trouble when you step out from God. That's right. You watch Christ Jesus, how he treated the born again sinners, the prostitutes, the lame, gentle and kind. He was a friend of sinners. Most pastors and preachers are not friends of sinners. They belittle them. They're just in confusion, darkness, ignorance. But it's all in the spirit realm. So let's end here before we pick up with a new scripture. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are here. You are about your business. You're a teacher. You are our father and mother. And you're using Pastor Deborah as one of your many teachers. Father, help us to reach out beyond the natural world into far galaxies, into deepness of you, to learn about you, to gain spiritual knowledge about you and ourselves. Help us to become spiritual disciples of your words of spirit and life. Let your agape love rule us and reign us, guide us through your Holy Spirit. Help us to develop the mind of Christ as a new creature now, born again out of death, free of sin, spiritually. Help us, Father, to know more about you. Help us to gain your knowledge and your truth as new children. Help us to understand the deep, deepness of your knowledge, your light, as vast as the galaxies we can see with our natural eyes, the beauty that's there, the power, all the life that is there. Help us, Father. We need all you can give us. Help us not to reject you. Help us not to turn to the soul. Help us to understand us, the forever person, as a spirit. Help us to understand spiritual prayers and spiritual knowledge. Help us to see the spirit in your words of the Bible. Father, we need you to help us every way you can. We're babies, infants. We need all the milk and agape love you can pour into us. And then teach us, teach us. Help us, Father, to become students of you in every way possible. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Now, if you want that, he'll help you. If you're not yet born again, a new child of his, you can be right now. Just say, I want to be a child in this family. I want to know truth. I want to grow spiritually. Then it's done. Because he won't force himself on you. It's not a conversion. It's a spiritual work. Your old you, that old creation, dies spiritually. And you're reborn. Beautiful, beautiful white creature. Never been created before. Brand new. Never had all the abuse done to you. Have none of those memories. So stop living that way. 
I see so many believers still thinking they're a victim of child abuse. And they still suffer because they live in their soul. They live from the old them, not the new them. Pastor Deborah had to go through that. The story is called It's Time, where Jan, who had been abused, horrible life, had to die. I had to have a spiritual experience of being on the cross and coming out of the tomb with Christ. And Pastor Deborah had to arise. I had to look at husband and go, I didn't marry you. You married Jan. I honor her pledge to you, but I'm not married to you spiritually because I'm Pastor Deborah. I didn't live in the house where Jan lived in the house. I didn't have the family Jan had. That was all Jan's, but Jan is dead. But Pastor Deborah, she's a new creature. She had to be revived. I was there, but I was infant. I had to come forth. I had to be taught. And many people are still living out of the past, out of their old identity, out of their soul, not out of the spirit. They've not been taught this. I've had to do a lot of inner work. I had to have a lot of healing. I had to have a lot of revelations. I had to study myself, new creation, new birth. I had to have that spiritual experience. And then you get tested and tried. See, Satan goes, okay, I know the old you said, but if I can get you to do something, say something from your old life, from your high school days, college days. I had to learn how to change my language, my talk. I changed what I wrote. My name was Deborah, not Jan. I tore up stuff, pictures from high school. I didn't look back over memories of the natural. Mm -hmm. Took a lot of work, but I made it. And I'm still being challenged by Satan every day, maybe in dreams or visions. Because my spirit is strong, but he's trying real hard. And all he has to do is get me to say and claim Jan's life for my own. And then he'll go, hey, Jan's back alive. She did it herself. Therefore, all the issues that Jan had, all the open doors Jan had, all the demons Jan had, all the hurt and wounds Jan had, they just come back alive out of the grave. And I had to learn how not to let that happen. People I knew or people that Jan knew. I'd be right next to him. And this one time, this lady I saw in Walmart, she said, don't I know you? Now, I knew who she was. Okay. Jan had a relationship with her in scuba diving. Yeah, Jan used to scuba dive. And she said, don't I know you? I said, I don't think so. Because remember, I was Pastor Deborah then. You look familiar, she said. What's her name? Deborah. She would have known me if I'd said If I had said, you knew me as Jan. Oh, yeah. I didn't tell her my last name. She said, don't I know you? I said, I don't think so. So I had to learn how to talk differently to people that Jan knew. Because if I had said I was Jan, you knew me as Jan. Jan was alive. Back up. 
not Deborah. So you have to learn how to talk differently about the new you versus the old you. Mm -hmm. And you will be tested and tried. And you'll be challenged and attacked. They might say, you know, you don't talk like you used to. You're not who you used to be. You're right. That person died. No longer exist. I got the same physical body. But it's not me and my soul. It's not my mind. My spirit now is the king of this system. And sometimes my spirit has to talk to my soul. It gets depressed. It gets overwhelmed. Jan's trying to get out of the grave. Mm -hmm. And she would be like a zombie. The walking dead. Because Jan is dead. Mm -hmm. So those are some of my personal experiences. You'll read them in its time. Mm -hmm. You'll have to go through it also. Yeah. So I'm not in... I am encouraging you become a spiritual disciple. Learn spiritual knowledge, truth, and wisdom. Go slow in the book. And we're going to pick up in the next one with another scripture. And then we're going to work our way through many of the different lessons that you need to learn. The knowledge you need to have. And it'll take years to get there. Slow and steady. That's right. So you be encouraged today. You can be born again right now. And your new life can begin. Out in the far galaxies. Out in the realm of the spirit. In the kingdom of heaven. With a new father. A new family. So now you got to learn new knowledge. Spiritual knowledge. For your spirit. You be encouraged. You are a wonderful spiritual child. And we love you so much. I'll see you next time. Bye.